Hey everyone, it's Stacy here from Pleasure Playpen. I wanted to go into today's podcast talking about phone sex. Obviously, it is what I'm most familiar with. Um, I have been in the business for about 17 years. I have run and operated my own business for 14 of them. And the first things I wanted to talk about was what exactly is phone sex? I've had people say, well, what do you do for a living? And I say, um... I own a phone sex company, and they're like, well, what is it? And I go, phone sex. (laughs) What else is there to say about that? Phone sex, obviously, is what it is, what it sounds like, but it actually is way more. We do, of course, and when I say we, I mean all the girls on my line, and honestly, phone sex girls in general. Um, Obviously, I am just one person, and I can't speak for everyone, but in general, I have a really good grasp on the business. What we as phone sex operators do is we handle people's fantasies and fetishes. However, that doesn't mean that everybody that we talk to actually talks sexually. A lot of the clients, I shouldn't say a lot, but a very good portion of the clients, in fact, do talk about personal things. We have known these clients sometimes for years, and you've talked to them sometimes daily, And we get to know them and they want advice from us. And sometimes it can go into the sexual range and sometimes it doesn't. In fact, I've had people that don't even talk sexual at all. I have one client who calls up and just asks a shit ton of questions. Sometimes about phone sex, sometimes about really odd things. That's why we like them. You know, those are the easier ones to deal with in some respects. Those are typically the longer calls, too, because they're the ones who have more questions, and for whatever reason, they're just probably either bored or lonely, and that's why they call us. I get a lot of times, the next question that I get is also, like, people still call phone sex? Yes, yes, they do. Our company specifically deals with uh, unusual sexual fetishes. We deal with clients who have a fantasy that they can't find the porn on so they have a fetish that is so specifically tailored to them and to what you know what they like that to find a a video or um pictures or anything that is even remotely related to what they're into is incredibly difficult to find for example i'll give you one of the extremes on the very vanilla side. I had a client who wanted me to be a deer and I went to a magical pond. And when I drank from that pond, I could speak and he drank from the pond and he turned into a deer. Where do you find porn like that? And then it got into all sorts of weirdness. But where do you find porn like that? You can't. I mean, everything that you find in porn, they they do have those extreme, you know, sex fetishes. But let's say you're a client who, you know, or a, a person who wants to wear a hockey mask and have sex with three girls while they're playing the trombone. I mean, you literally could have that fetish and fantasy and call us, but you're not going to find that online anywhere. That niche is so specific that it would be pointless for people to make porn specifically to that fantasy, you know, or that fantasy because, I mean, who else is calling 
with that when you think about it. So that's why the clients call us. That's what I always say um, I specialize in because it is. Fetishes and fantasies that are very much tailored to that person is what I specialize in. What's what our company specializes in. We deal with mostly those kind of things. How often do people call is the other question that I get. And that varies. I have clients who call once every couple months. I have clients who call once a year. I have clients who call every single day. There's some clients who call once and never call back. Whether or not it was because of the girl that they talked to, the service itself that they didn't like, or if they just were trying it out, it really varies. But we do get, you know, tens of calls a day, meaning not just 10. We get... I don't want to say tens of hundreds because it's obviously not that many. But um, between all of my girls, yes, we probably get well over 100 calls in a day. Um, So, yes, it is there. Um, People do call. They still like to talk about it. (laughs) And um, that, that is what we are here for. Another question that I get is what do people call about? I'll get this from the girls, too, that I'm hiring. They'll ask me, well, what's the most common call? For my service specifically, we deal with a lot of sissies and adult babies. Sissies are guys who like to dress up in panties, pantyhose. They want to feel girly. They want to be humiliated. Typically, they have have a small penis or they want to talk about their small penis. They actually have a small penis or they want to pretend that they have a small penis and they want to be humiliated about it. Um... And that's what we take care of. Some of them want to be fucked with strap-ons. Some of them want to be, um, have sex with other uh, men and they want us to force it or encourage them to do it. Things like that, which is what we are here for, which is a lot of fun sometimes. Um, humiliation calls can be a lot of fun. And then the on the adult baby or the diaper lover, it's adult baby diaper lover side of it, we get clients who want to either wear diapers, potty in their diapers. Some of them don't like to use their diapers for potty. They just want to masturbate in their diapers. And then there's the clients who just want to be the um, uh, adult baby who want to be coddled and felt pretty and um, comforted by a mommy type figure. Or sometimes like an aunt or things like that. You know, they want an auntie, like Auntie Stacy or Mommy Stacy. There's a whole variety of like that. Those are probably the most popular calls. Then the remaining set of calls would fall into taboo fetishes. This is going to get very sexually explicit and uncomfortable for some people. So I wanted to put that warning out now that if you do not want to continue listening, now is the time to um, change your channel for a little bit. So when I say sexually explicit and taboo, I'm talking about what we call, consider a taboo fetish, which is anything that is outside the realm of, quote, normal fetishes. And now if you are a very vanilla person, and I say that because I am, I am a very vanilla person in bed, um, I don't have any sexual fetishes that I get into myself, um, any of these, to, and any fetish in, in general would be outside your normal realm. But when I say taboo, I'm saying in regards to the phone sex realm, I guess you could say, because a lot of phone sex company do only vanilla calls. So they only do straight sex, maybe strap on plays, threesomes, you know, maybe even gangbangs, things like that. But they don't do these extreme 
fetishes. For these extreme fetishes, I'm talking about a couple which are underage, incest, bestiality. Um, that could also include rape, um, some hardcore fantasies like that. I We have dealt with things where they guys want to talk about murdering someone. Um, I've done those spe- ones specifically. So they do get very all over the place. Now the next thing that people are going to say, like, er, click, turn this off, you talk about X, Y, and Z. So there's a rationale why I feel that I'm comfortable talking about these fantasies because I do not have restrictions. No restrictions in the phone sex world means you can talk about whatever you want. Our girls do not have, all have no restrictions. They are allowed to set their own boundaries. We never make them talk about something that they're not comfortable with. None of these fetishes are illegal to talk about. They would be illegal to act on, but they're not illegal to talk about. How I rationalize it or how it makes me feel better, I guess you could say, about myself or in general, is that I believe that if these people did not have these outlets to to talk about their fetishes, for example, underage, that they'd be more apt to act on it. And thankfully, I get some reassurance by some of my clients when I had a client, for example, call me back and he had a had a fetish a fantasy about, you know, um, having sex with his daughter and uh, she was 11 years old doesn't actually have a daughter he just that was his fantasy and he calls me back afterwards and he says thank you and I'm like for what he goes for not judging me for not judging me on how fucked up my fantasy is and I said listen he's like because I would never act on it and I go I know I'm not trying to fuel the fire and try to cause you to act on it I'm trying to make it so that you talk about it and now you don't need to act on it a lot of sexual deviancy is caused when someone has no outlet they can't express themselves sexually and they have to go out and do it so they're how do i say this not forced to go out and do it but they have this sexual urge that is so strong that they don't know what to do with it and so they go out and act on it now the hope is for us is that they don't act on it and instead they're talking to us and that is kind of my own way of rationalizing it maybe one day i'll delve deeper if you guys are interested into the specifics of um, more of those taboo fantasies but i thought to lighten it up i might go ahead and talk about a couple fantasies that i've dealt with that are on the funnier side um, I do actually have a book that I wrote at, wrote in 2009, I believe, and then I did come out with a second version of it as well, which is longer and has more stories in it, and it is um, Secrets of a Phone Sex Operator. It's available on Kindle. We'll just look for Stacy Weiss or Secrets of a Phone Sex Operator to find it, and that gives a whole lot of more stories. One of my favorites to tell people is a client of mine. Now, I am from New Jersey originally. Every so often you will hear my jersey come in. And when I talk to clients who are from New York, New Jersey and everything, I tend to get more jersey. Well, one of my clients liked my accent and he wanted me to repeat certain things over and over again in that accent. 
but while holding my nose. And what those certain things were, were names. And the names were so weird. So here it is, here it is, so you can hear it, some of my funny, funny ones. So this is what I had to say. Gina, diarrhea sniffer, diglo Where he got those names boggle my mind, but they all had three of them. Um, I'll have to see if I can remember the other one. I do remember one of them was McCluffsky. So all I had to do was repeat the names over and over again. I have no idea why. It was amusing. And now when I tell you that people have specific fetishes that they can't find uh, porn online for, this is what I'm talking about. Or one of my other favorite ones that I have named him the fur coat man is because he liked to poop or talk about pooping, I guess, and then talk about rubbing a white fur coat all over his butt to wipe it off and get the poop all over his fur coat. And the other weird thing that was included with his fantasy is he loved girls with super long, dark arm hair and really big silver watches. I think they were silver. might have been gold. But either way, big watches and super long arm hair to the point where your arm hair would get caught in the watch band. And you had to talk about that. Try finding a porn online about that. I mean, just try right now. It's I don't think you can get it. So this is what I'm talking about, where these guys have such unique and different fantasies. And and I do say it's a judgment-free zone, and I do not judge them for the fantasies. And I don't want to say this to their face. Afterwards, I find it hilarious. And I've always now have a mute button, because there are sometimes where they get so absolutely ridiculous that you have to, you just have to mute and laugh for a moment. Otherwise, you're going to ruin the call. I had another client who wanted me to go through the alphabet, and I don't think we ever made it through the whole alphabet. Every letter, I had to pick a word that was sexual in nature and then make a sentence with it. So like, asshole, I want you to bend me over the bed and fuck my asshole. B, bukkake, I want everybody to have a bukkake on my face, whatever it happens to be. And I had to go through the alphabet. I don't remember, I don't think, getting past, like, H before he was done. And then the next time he'd call, we had to start all over. I had another guy who was so madly in love with me. And, I, and of course, we don't meet our clients. We are not prostitutes. We are not uh, escorts. We do not meet our clients. Nothing wrong with them. Go more power to you. Make your money. Just be safe. But we don't meet our clients. We have that boundary. We're just a voice. We're a fantasy. But he was, like, adamant to meet me. And so I ended up having to get someone on the line to pretend to be my mother to say that she did not agree with me meeting him because he wanted to talk to my mother. He's like, let me talk to your mother. She'll approve of me. And I'm like, no, she's not. Well, it got to the point where like, how many times do you have to say no, no, no before? Okay. I got to step it up a, a notch. And so I stepped it up a notch and I had someone pretend to be my mother and say that she did not approve of this relationship and that, uh, she would not let me meet him no matter what it had to say on the phone. Well, that worked for probably a week because he would call me every day. And then he got adamant again about it. And I said, listen, I'm a phone sex operator. You just sometimes just have to like lay it on the line. I'm a phone sex operator. This is what I do. 
I am friendly to everyone. Everybody falls in love with me. I get it all the time. I do not meet my clients. Give it up. This is all play. You know, I don't really love you, blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of interesting things like that. But on the other side, I had made the comment earlier about being like a therapist. And of course, we're not a licensed therapist, but we really do act like some. For example, my favorite one is um, John, who stuttered. And I say John, but that actually was his name. Um, My stuttering John. And he had such a bad stutter. And every time he talked to me, every time he'd stutter, I didn't flinch. You know, there was no break in my voice. I didn't laugh. I didn't do anything. And he felt so calm with me that his stuttering would tend to slow down. And I started to research, like, how to get people to stop, you know, stuttering and and things like that, calming them. And so I started with some things with him, some tips with him. And when he would call up, he would call up sometimes when he was having these stuttering attacks, when he was going through this hardcore stuttering. And he knew that the tips that I would give him um, work would work out. In fact, he was so shy that he wouldn't even go out on dates because he stuttered so bad. Well, by the end of our relationship in general, um, because he actually, he stopped doing phone sex, um, because he, his stuttering had gone down tremendously. He had it under control. He met a girl. He ended up marrying her. And, um, you know, they have a decent relationship and he doesn't need me anymore. He's got her now. But that's what I was for him was this therapist to help him through a time in his life where he was just having these issues. I've had a client call me and say, hey, this is going to be the last time I'm talking to you because I'm going to go kill myself. And I told him, we stopped the call right there. And I said, listen, you ever need to talk, you call me. I don't care. You don't have to pay for it. You know, you call me if you are thinking about killing yourself, you better call me, you know, um, at least once a month to check in, let me know you're alive. And I gave him a whole list of therapists that I wanted him to call at least someone the next day to go get in with because he needed to. And he did, he would check in with me, um, every couple months to a year, um, for the longest time, probably about five years, let me know he was alive. And then he stopped. So fingers crossed he's still alive, but that's, that's what we're talking about. We're not this soulless person We are, you know, here to help people. One of my girls had a guy who every Sunday would call up and read, um, she would read to him um, the Bible. We would, they would do Sunday morning scripture because he was going blind and he was big in the church and he could not um, read it anymore. And he wanted someone, I guess, with a pretty voice to read it to him. And he um, had her read it to him. And that was their thing. Every so often they would have regular phone sex and talk about something sexy. But um, every Sunday he would call up without fail to do um, Sunday scripture. So these are the kind of things that we talk about. It's a little bit of everything. On that note, I think I'll wrap it up here. And I think you got a good idea of what I like, what I talk about. Um, I do want to bring on one of my other girls, um, to have a little bit of a conversation about what their favorite calls are. So we will get that lined up for another podcast next time. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. So we'll see if we maybe get some emails in since this is our first podcast. Um, you can send them in at pleasureplaypen at yahoo.com or hit us up on Twitter at pleasureplaypen. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon.